Welcome to Naked, the podcast about authenticity. The podcast with Matt and Phil, where we discuss each week for approximately an hour, even if we try to do it for 45 minutes, um, about different topics. Uh, and since you love what I'm doing that, Matt, uh, last week, um, I don't remember what we talked about. I say, yeah, being in action. I mean, it's, it's that. because the week before we talked about something that is a link to it, which having fear to be in action or fear to move and over stuff like celebrating life. So how are you doing, Matt? I'm good. Super good. But last week we spoke, that was the other week before uh, about being yeah. in action. Last week we spoke about when all those days where everything goes sideways. <laughs> True. You see, like about the struggle. So as you can see, all of our episodes are unscripted and we swear, so it's unfiltered. And I always have to check that little box uh, when I publish the episode uh, on ACAST. They ask, does this episode contain explicit language? And I always have to, to hit yes so that we don't, uh, that we get classified in the right category. Uh, and it's also uncut. So we uh it's it's a live it's an episode uh, podcast but it's live a live form we just we just uh record it and then put it on the media and that's it so enough for the intro. intro enough for the intro second intro uh i'm good i mean i have a, I, I had a good weekend a nice lover uh, getaway um in some paradise place uh and in fact, I visited another country this weekend. Which is? <laughs> Which is Guatemala. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting uh, thing. In fact, I learned this weekend that some borders, uh, how can I say that? Like they're not, some, at some point on borders, there's no border patrol and you can just literally go in and out freely um, in a country and uh, I was really surprised I don't know I, I'm not the I'm just I mean I'm I feel like a traveler right now but I haven't traveled that much and it was so mind-blowing for me I don't know I had this thought in my head that almost like everywhere was like the Great Wall of China and you, you could just not cross <laughs> in the country uh, if you were not going through a border patrol control, do you, know you can do, do you know that you can do the same in Canada, right? Probably, but I don't. I didn't know. I mean, there is a lot of people that do that during the winter. <laughs> during the during the winter, okay. We're gonna talk. Are we gonna talk about that internationally? Just let's let's just go. I mean, I have a link uh, with a uh, with a subject that I read this week, and uh, and I, I mean, I don't know if I have a subject, but anyway, um, no, in Canada you can do that in snowmobile. In a, yeah. yeah, in snowmobile, which you is like during the, the winter, forest. you know, there is a lot of people that cross the forest and just go through to US. And generally, like people get arrested and everything because they're not supposed to. But the border of Canada and US is the longest in the world, which is like 5,000 and something kilometers, yeah. approximately. So it's the longest in the world, obviously. Like you can't have people every <laughs> kilometer to check if there is someone crossing, you know. And the ex-president yeah. didn't want to build a wall with Canada. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, and the U.S. are, I think, one of the craziest with that also. 
they patrol everywhere on, around the borders. But a lot of countries, I realize, they just don't give a fuck really because there's like where we were, thirty minutes to the right, there was a, a border patrol, like a control to to get your passport stamped and everything. But where we were. There's literally, it's an attraction, tourist attraction, and you have this lake that they call Lake International, and it's the, the, the border for Mexico and Guatemala, it's straight in the middle of the lake, but it's a really, really small lake. And around that, you can just walk, and there's like artisan market, and you just walk, and at one time, you're now in Guatemala, and the other, <laughs> you come back, and you're in Mexico, and we talked to a guy in Guatemala and we're like, can we just enter here and go and visit Guatemala? He's like, yeah, <laughs> why not? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> in, my, in my head, we're supposed to go and stamp the passport. But it uh, seems that no. So I, t- I, t- I told just, Jamie. Just a question if people have passport. Because that's what you're saying. You can stamp something if they have a passport. If they don't, obviously, there is nobody like controlling because otherwise it's like, meh. Yeah. No, no, I think I think it's really uh, less than what we t- we think. Um, depending on the country, I would I would assume. Um, but yeah, I, I told to Jimmy, let's do a test and go all the way down the furthest we can to to like going to towards like cent- uh, South America by crossing all these places where you don't need to go to border patrol and then try to come back to Mexico the same way because obviously if you you cannot take a plane from that country really because when you go out i mean maybe you could they don't check the stamps on your passport that much but whatever that's another discussion let's not get into technicals of travel or maybe we should maybe we we should do a travel episode because i'm in mexico and you're in barcelona and i mean i will talk about experiences obviously yeah uh, but you said you had but a, I don't an know. idea no it's because this week i saw because you talk about travel and it makes me remember something that i saw this week on linkedin uh from someone from quebec okay and it kind of make me laugh a little bit because it's like um you know this kind of post that want to defend uh, immigration mm-hmm. um and it says like one third of the um entrepreneurs in canada or in quebec or immigrants and all that And I was thinking about it and it's like, for me, it's funny because it's like Quebec is the, I think Quebec is the oldest city in Canada, which is approximately 413 years old or 14 years old, approximately. So most of the people that went to Canada have been there for like 100 years, 150 years maximum. So basically everybody's an immigrant. <laughs> when you look at it that way. And you're, <laughs> but since you arrived 100 years ago, you're saying it's my place. And I just thought about it and I was like, that's weird. I, I, I wonder, you know, where it becomes, that it becoming, it's my place now. You know, now it's my place. And it's like, if, if, if somebody do the same thing that my grandparents did or my parents did, like even, you know, one generation ago, you're an immigrant and I'm not anymore. You know, I, I wonder where is that, that limit? Yeah. You know? After how many years? After how be- many years? After how many generations? <laughs> how many years or how many generations you become a native 
and the native <laughs> before you, they don't care anymore. Now they're trash. Exactly. And <laughs> exactly. So, because because you know traveling today, and and you talk about it, and it's 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 really great. Like it's it's really an experience. And with globalization and the fact that you know traveling right now, we discuss about it. You know, but traveling. I, I told my experience from 15 years ago that I had to go through a travel agency. And, you know, when you were taking the plane, it's like, I don't know where I'm going. You arrive, you don't have internet because, you know, your phone doesn't work at all. It's like, it's, it's not even like you go to the next, you know, internet is that when you arrive there, it doesn't work because it's not the same type of, anyway. Uh, but you now, open the big map, the big paper map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but now, you know, traveling is, is super easy. You, you can take a plane from anywhere and you can go anywhere. And when you think about it and you're not necessarily, you're not necessarily felt good in your country, why not? Are you not capable to test in another country? And at the same time, you have still the people that are thinking, no, this is my country and you shouldn't come here. Obviously, let's be honest, we're talking about country that if you're white and you're coming, that's okay. If you're not, it's... <laughs> It's more a bit of a problem, but um, uh, I, I just wonder what happened, you know, in the head of people. Yeah, but it's uh, it's uh, you're, you're touching it, you're touching on something that's really, really sensitive, and uh, and I, I like it. And normally, I feel it's you. Like, I feel normally it's me going like carelessly into sensitive subject. <laughs> Now I feel because, it's you going no, because, straight into. A big taboo about yeah. I mean, uh, for me, immigration not... and all this. <laughs> But that's the thing. You know, I thought about it and it's like, it's like, um... it's funny because everybody is agreeing to go on vacation where it costs nothing. You know, everybody loves to go, for example, from Canada, from the US, they love to go, you know, in the winter. It's, it's, I don't, I don't remember how it's called, but it, you know, they all go to, um, Um, you know, Caribbeans, uh, Dominican Republic, uh, Mexico, you know, all this, all this region there, they all go there. They go to Fort Lauderdale and then after that they take a cruise or whatever they go directly to Cuba or whatever. But from, and there is no problem, you know, because it's cool. I mean, it's cool. You go there, you pay nothing, a beer costs nothing, you can get smashed during a week. You pay, you, you can fish, like you have like even opportunities, but these people, You know, so it's an opportunity that you have because you're coming from a rich country, going to a country that has less resources. So obviously you take an opportunity in one side. You will never live there because it's, it's lower in terms of, uh, you know, your life quality that you have. But those people that want to have the way around, it's like, no, you shouldn't come here. And, it, and for me, like, I was thinking about it and I was like, that doesn't make sense. So this is this was my thinking. Yeah. Well, I also believe it doesn't make sense. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, the rich country people, we can go into poorer country and it should be accepted. But uh, the poorer country people, they they don't have the right to come in our country because they're too poor. That's just they don't have the right color of skin, or and and or they're too poor. Or they come from a country that we don't have nice political alliances with. Because let's face it, is it's only about... Uh, uh, you, you know what I realized lately? We, we all know that the game of risk is a game about 
domination of the world and everything. But I don't know why. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the board game risk. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know why, but lately, I really realized that it was that that the whole world, politics, economy, everything, was just one big risk game, and it's exactly the same. Like you just you just when when and when you analyze it like that, you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like, oh, this country is is allied with this one because they have this shared interest. But they are allied for a time because maybe when their interest is going to change, one's going to just drop that alliances and uh, and get allied with someone else. And like, I was thinking about that. I was looking at it in a really different way. And that's what it is. So my point by by saying that is that if you if you have a country that's allied with another one, Oh yeah, that's good. Immigration people can yeah, it's it's way easier to go and exchange people in these two countries because the alliances are good. But then if it's not in the interest of that government of the, the country to be allied with this, then they they make like super hard for these people to come in the country and and yeah, it's a I mean it's it's a it's such a big issue we're talking about. And it has so many sides that we can analyze. Uh, there's, I would, I, I would say, there's argument in favor and in uh, and against because, like, it's not just black or white. Against, yeah, I mean, I mean, what? against immigration. Like, there's there's uh, arguments that say yes uh bl- like blending of culture should sh- like should be and it's good and and there's other argument which is we're trying to build a cur- culture of our own and letting people in coming with their different culture different ideas that want to kind of uh, uh dilute our culture makes it hard to build a strong culture for people who, who think that they have, that they should build like one, uh, how do you say that, homogeneous culture. Yeah. Um, but so this, is, this is why it's funny. Because even in Quebec, you, you take just Quebec, right? Or you take just France, or you take just, I don't know, uh-huh. Alberta, or, you know, the US, you know. But culture, for example, in New York State, and the culture in California, and the culture in Texas is nothing at all, and they're all American. I mean, I mean, it's so different when you, and this is what I mean by traveling, you know, and you're, you're, yeah. you're encountering all those experiences. And this is what, this is what I'm talking about, you know, that is really interesting when you're traveling is the fact that you see the differences, you know? Um, so I, I had the, um, the opportunity or I, I made the opportunity, whatever you want to, I had the opportunity to travel. And, and the cool thing is that I took from the culture that I went in, what I liked and I kept or I discarded some of the things that I didn't like in my culture and I exchanged it because it's, it's better. Uh, so for example, I love the fact that in Quebec and in Canada, people are laid back, you know, and they appreciate life and they enjoy, you know, certain things and they don't, for example, when they go, I was talking about golfing and I was talking about my experience about golfing in Canada, golfing in Canada, everybody golfs. It's not like a thing that is like, you know, you can go in shorts and yeah, obviously you don't have access to all the golf clubs, but you have a lot of golf clubs where you can even go like in, in flip-flops. Yeah. Not a problem. You know, they're like, yeah, you want to play? Go play. You do that in France. What are you doing? 
It's like, where are you going with your shorts? Like, it's, do you think it's a, it's a beach club? What, what are you doing? <laughs> and it, it's funny how tradition, you know, like when it, when it went away, because people in Quebec are from France, they, they took the stuff, but they're like, yeah, we discard that and we take just what we want. Golf is cool. The thing about the tradition about being stuck up, not cool. So we get rid of that. We did our own thing. Um, so yeah, I, it, it's, um, I mean, I mean, for me, it's a subject to talk about. Yeah. Well, which, which is a good thing. And, and you were talking about the United States and you, you bring a point that's really, uh, that's really interesting because before they were not United States, they were all by themselves And that's how they became the most powerful country in the world is by uniting all their states together under one banner and all their different, their differences, all the different culture. And they came together to make a superpower, yeah. which is really But funny when same. you think about it. But it's the same for Canada. It's the same for France. You know, before France was like, you know, the France before was Paris and a bit around and the rest was over countries countries yeah you can talk it like that before the and then you decided to unite uh, around a king you know around a king and it became the, the, yeah. the kingdom of france you know um and it's kind of the same thing uh but it's it's still funny that for example even in europe you know it's complicated to go from spain to france you know if you want to live there it doesn't go together like right now we've worked we're seeing which people wanted to be digital nomad for example it, it's it's super hard to travel when you want to go somewhere because you just want to, I just want to live there, spend my money there, but still pay taxes and everything. People are like, no, that's a headache. You know, it's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. So it's getting yeah. easier and easier and, and it's going to get to there, but yeah. So I, I can just speak from my experience. I've been living in Mexico for eight months, eight months now, which is crazy when I think about it, because The longest I was out of my country before was maybe a month and a half uh, or like <laughs> I never really did more than that. Uh, and if it feels if it just feels so good to have that freedom and to be welcomed. And what is really funny is that most of the time it's not the people that are that, that won't be welcoming. It's Basically, if the government say, oh, no, we don't welcome these people, then it's, it's kind of a virus that's going to spread uh, in, in, the, in the levels of the society until like the everyday people, and then they won't be welcoming. But naturally, wherever you go, whatever, people are curious, like they, they see you, they obviously know you're not from the place. And they, most of them, they just want to interact with you. They just... Uh, look at you, the, 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 the small children, they look at you with like big eyes and they smile at you. And, and people are mostly really welcoming in their nature. So being kind of hateful of, of uh, people that are not like you, that are different, that come from other places is learned, is not what their natural state of being is because the first response is curiosity. You always like, you see someone that doesn't look at you, you're like, oh, wow. And you want to know more. You want to see more. You, you want to say, hey, come and have a coffee. We are like, I want to know your story and everything. 
And for me, that's, that's what it is. That's, that's how I feel here. And that's, that's what travel, you, you know, you know what I like the most about travel that I really realize is that is the fact that it shattered, it, it just shatters so many of your belief. Yeah. Like you're, oh, yeah. you're, you're in your country and you think like that and you've been raised in that society and that culture and you think that's how the whole world works. Totally. And you have preconceived idea of so many things and then you get out and you go to another place and it just gets fucking shattered because you see that so many things you thought of are wrong and so many things you thought were wrong or actually untrue and you like just just mexico i take the example because that's where i am and i told you it's crazy how people think mexico is dangerous because the only thing they know about mexico is the fucking cartel series they see on netflix and and all these like they think it's like the whole country is a big gun show and everyone kill each other. <laughs> like, all the time. Every all day, the time. Every, every day. Day. <laughs> and that's so far from the truth. Yes, there's a lot of corruption. And in fact, the worst criminal in Mexico, I can tell you, is the police. It's not the, the cartel, it's the police. Uh, but yes, there are areas that are worse than others. But Mexico is so big and you cannot put one idea of a country in one basket and say it applies to everything a country is big there's always places that are paradise and that people don't do the thing the same way you just think about quebec i mean you go two hours from quebec city to montreal and people it's a whole different way of thinking yeah quebec so, i was disappointed <laughs> in the city you mean you know No, but I mean, like, you know, before I went there, everybody was told, like, yeah, it's savage and everything. So it's true. I, I say to everyone, uh, the, the things that we say, it's true. Is uh, Canadian or nice people in general. Uh, that's mm -hmm. true. Uh, that's, that's the only place where you go at the petrol station and you don't want to use the car directly on the thing. You want to go inside to talk to the guy because it's nice to go talk to the guy. So it's, it's almost like, don't put me the thing automatic. I don't want to, don't want to do it automatically. I want to come and talk to you inside. So that's really true for that. Everybody asks you how you are. And if you answer, how are you? They're like a bit weird because they don't understand why you ask that, but that's okay. <laughs> the thing was, I was expecting it to be more wild a little bit. Um, and the only truth that you have inside, inside Quebec, it's maybe, yeah, squirrels. That's what you see inside Quebec. You know, there is no wolves, there's no bears inside the street. There's, you know, they're not there. Uh, I saw a bear one time. Uh, it was in Stoneham. Uh, Are you lucky? That's, it's, yeah, yeah, I was, I was super lucky. Uh, <laughs> and I saw, and I, yeah, I saw an orignol, orignol, yeah, uh, one orignol, a moose. Orignol. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same. It's, it's not the same. A it's moose. Totally I think there is a different. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, but the thing is, for the rest, though. You know, when you go in there and you see, you know, the, the forest and everything, yeah, it seems untouched. You know, that's true. Mm -hmm. On that side, it's totally true. It seems completely untouched. But as you said, you know, you learn, you learn so much. And the, the experience I had there is when I went to university. So I was at the, at the dorms, you know, at university. And the dorms are uh, 
the best representation of a culture in the world. So it's really funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk just about one thing. Yeah. At night, everybody, you know, go and prepare food in the kitchen and it's communal kitchen. So you can't like just prepare food for you. It's like communal for everybody. And I was in the main one, you know, the baron, which was uh, the biggest one. Like we were like, anyway, it's, it's like really big kitchen. What is funny is that you see which side of the world you're in based on the hour you're coming to eat. So the people that were coming to eat at five to seven or to six were people from Quebec or people from Canada in general. They were the earliest to eat. Then you had the, you had the French, uh, you had the French or the European that were coming from seven to nine. And then from 8.39 to 11 midnight, you had uh, basically the people from Middle East and Africa that were coming. And when I, when I arrived in Canada, it's so funny because, I mean, right now it's not the same thing. Like when, when I left, it was basically full planes of French people. So they were doing like tables of French people. But when I arrived in Canada, we were having a table of multiple, uh, you know, there were some people from Quebec. There were some people, I mean, from Quebec, the, the, the region, the province, uh, some people from the US, some people from Middle East, some people from Africa, some people from Europe. And it was so funny because we were talking about stuff. Sometimes we were talking also about food and how we were eating. And we will see like the differences from everyone. And this is how most of my, most of the education I got from school got debunked. I'm honest. Because I had preconception about a lot of stuff. And suddenly I had all these people around the table that first didn't have the same education as me because they had an education that was part of their world and maybe the alliances that they had and or they have from the past is not the same. So they don't see the history the same way you see it. And they're not taught the history from the same way you see it. Second, it's because you, you, you see the... Um, you see the truth, I will call it like that. You see the truth about a story from different point of view. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so cool to share that inside the table when you're the people that are open-minded and everything because we got some, uh, some E.T. discussion, to be honest. <laughs> First discussion were funny. But that's, that's the experience I'm talking about. It's, this is, I think this is what you're talking about also. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and it's cool because you're talking about kind of traveling in your own country. Like you were, you were there, but you could have also been to a university in France and, and go in the, in the, not immigrant dorm, but I mean, you go in the place where everyone is mixed together. And then you kind of travel inside your own country because you meet people from all, yeah. all around and, but tra- traveling is, you know, you know, before I start, because I started late, man. I started fucking two, well, now maybe two years ago in my first backpack and, and, and to travel and I'm 33. And before that, you always hear these things like, oh, uh, travel makes the, what, what's the, the saying? It's like travel makes the youth or I cannot remember what's the saying. Uh, yeah. But it, it basically it just it just says that's how you build yourself is by traveling. And when you've traveled, let's say you went to okay, I'm from Quebec, so for us we go to Cuba or we go to uh, the the all included in in uh, in the Atlantic Mexico, like Caribbean Mexico, and and uh, 
And it's not really, tra- I mean, it's a bit of travel, but it's not really traveling. You don't like expand your view, like going there just a bit. And, and bef- before that, these things, I was like, I've traveled. I mean, I've traveled all around uh, Quebec, my province, and I've been to the, a bit to the United States and I've been like to Cuba. And I thought I really had traveled and I didn't feel that it changed me that, that much. But the, the real travel is really when you go somewhere that's totally different. I mean, the United States and Canada, they, they are pretty much the same. They're just wow. a bit fatter in the U.S. And they... And come they on. I, I come on. I come, I come from Quebec and I've been to the United States. The only difference is they speak English. They are a bit fatter and they are a bit more closed in their opinion. I mean, it's, it's not like... <laughs> oh. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it's not like a total mind blowing. Ah, yeah, no, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. like not at yeah, all. Yeah, no, no. Like it's it. No, uh, I agree. And we and we learn English in Quebec, so even the language is not that different. But when you go to a place where they live a completely different life, different language, different culture, different color of skin, different like political views different like everything it's where you really it's kind of the more point of view you get from really different sources the better you can make your own truth and Mm -hmm. you realize that what you thought before was not in itself all wrong but you realize it was just a part of the truth and that there's a bigger truth. And the more you travel, the more you see how it works for real by yourself, the, the better you are at realizing what this world is about. Every, every conviction you have, you can test it against other people's conviction. And you just get a kind of wisdom that you cannot get when you stay in your country where you stay in your place and you don't move it's not saying it's wrong or it or or it's good because you live a different life if you stay in your same hometown all your life and you do your your world and you have a family it's not wrong it's just that i feel you miss some richness of life that you cannot get either uh, another way that by going putting yourself in a totally different environment and seeing truth from another angle. Yeah. That's what I fucking love now about travel. And, and that's why people that start traveling, they always say that they get the, the sting. I don't know the lapture. They get the sting of the, of the travel. And now they the fever, the fever, and they just yeah. always want to continue traveling. Yeah. It's because- thing. Not everybody will. No, not, not everybody, but... Because I most. felt traveling became an Instagram thing more than anything now. It's like I go for a weekend to one place and I just need to tick a box. And it's like, oh, yeah, I traveled to this place. And I, and I, and I visited 120 countries. Oh, yeah. So like, there's, al- there's always a wrong way to do a good thing. <laughs> that, for that's me, for sure. Like I l- there, there is two things I love when I travel to understand, you know, more about the other country or more about the people that I meet. So I'm not necessarily, tra- you don't need necessarily to travel to understand another culture. Mm. Um, 
first thing is I love talking to people. So if I'm, if I'm talking to people, I love talking to people that are approximately my age, but from a different country. Mm. Because it's so funny when, you know, I had, I had this discussion the other day with, with, uh, with someone from Dominican Republic about the music we were listening at our age. We have the same age. So the kind of music, you know, just, just a simple thing like that. What kind of music you were listening? And it's, it's funny because it's, it's completely different. It, it's, you have some music that are the same, but you have some music that are completely different. And suddenly, you know, you see how your taste may have changed because of that. And how some, you know, politics or, you know, religion or other things I've, I could have also like diverted. But you, when you think about it you, right now, you know, it's global and sure we listen more to the same stuff in the world and everything. But we, I mean, um, uh, we are more than 30, so we didn't have internet when we were young. So when a song was basically traveling, for example, the Atlantic, it's because it was a really good song. Like not every song was traveling the Atlantic. Now every song travels the Atlantic, whatever it's good or not, doesn't matter. Uh, and it and it's cool because it's like, oh, do you know that song? Yeah, I know that song also. How do you know that song? You know, it's super old, you know, because they, they think that you don't know that song because how did it travel at that time? You're like thinking, how is that possible? And suddenly people relate to same stuff, you know, at the same time. And you have some, a lot of things in common. So that's the first thing that I love. Second thing is when I'm in the country is, is um, talking about food. Because you see through the habits of food, the kind of culture that people have. You see a food lot. Such and a this is why I love thing. food. Uh-huh. This is why I love food. I, I love food because of that. Because food is a, is a communal thing. And whatever you say, everybody has to eat. Everybody has to eat. But the way they eat, the way the tradition around eating and everything, it changed completely the way family works. It changed completely the relationship towards, I don't know, like um, TV and around, you know, the, the discussion around, around the table and, and all those kind of things. And it makes it, it, makes it so interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, you just made me think of something that happened this weekend uh, that made us realize how, again, how culture are different. Um, because me and Jamie, we, we're doing like a full vegan month. Okay. Uh, and like, it's more of a cleaning month than a vegan month because like we don't we don't eat bread also and everything. Um, and then we get, like we were we went on an excursion and we stopped in that town which is called Comitan. And there's no, not, it's a really big town, but there's no tourists really that go there. It's not like a, a town you want to visit. It's just, you have to stop there to take another collectivo to go to where we were going. And we stop in a restaurant uh, and we're doing a full vegan. So, I mean, the, in Mexico, everybody eat meat. Like it's, it's just meat everywhere. Okay. It's, it's tacos with meat. It's, It's just chicken on, on, on grills everywhere. And like, so we arrived, in that, uh, we arrived in the restaurant and I tell Jamie, okay, let's just go and ask for, because when they do these plates with meat, it, there's always like beans and rice and things, which is vegan. So we're like, let's just ask if to get a, a meal with just rice, beans and potatoes and whatever. But you, you go to that person, which is just a little, we call that a comedor, which is just like a little like uh, restaurant from the place. And you go there and you say, oh, uh, 
do you have any vegan option? And they look at you like you're a fucking alien. Like they, they like for them, vegan is like an illness. <laughs> for real like like they used to think of the the gay people before like it's an illness they, and and she's like oh no 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 we don't do vegan and and jamie's like do you have rice yes do you have beans yes do you have potato yes can you make us all of three in the plate oh yeah sure it's like okay but you don't have any vegan <laughs> it's because it's because when you say vegan like they think about something crazy you know like yeah. you know uh, stuff like Quinoa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so funny how they look at you because even the, she's like, "Do you have any vegetarian or vegan option?" And they look at you like you're fucking some like an alien out of this world. And they're like, "What do you mean?" And like, oh, "I just want rice and beans." Oh yeah, well, sure, we can do that. <laughs> But the word. So this makes me laugh so much, and it's been a running gag all weekend because we were always asking people about having rice and beans and in the end we always got rice and beans and 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 salads and and potatoes and vegetable but every time we would we would laugh and we would say like okay let's just ask if they have vegan option and just look at the reaction and we're like oh do you have vegan option and they're all like oh no no <laughs> like it would be some illness and uh, that uh, we laughed so much this weekend doing that so just coming back to how people Like for us, let's say we're in, in Quebec or in developed countries and being vegetarian and vegan has become so widespread and it's just a, a way of life and it's so normal. Like you, you will get welcomed somewhere and they all like, you don't even have to ask. Like now on the menus, there's like a place which is a vegan option and, and you just say you have vegan option and they, they're super welcoming. Like, oh yes, look on the menu. We have that because it's like a trend now. But then you think it would be like that everywhere. Not at all, man. You go to these places and they're like, are you ill or something? Like, what is that vegan? <laughs> I mean, you know that this makes me remember when I went to uh, the US the first time and I went to, uh, you know, the shops like McDonald's and everything in US for a smaller Coca-Cola at the beginning. <laughs> Because they're like, like giving you, they're giving you one liter of Coca-Cola and you're like, you're like, why do you, why? Now we don't do that anymore, you know, because it's become like, well, yeah, we need to be healthy. But it's when I went there the first time, I asked for the super size because it was like, wow, <laughs> you know, it costs less. But, but you're like one liter of Coca-Cola and you're like, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> and you're like, can I have a super size but with a smaller Coca-Cola? And you're like, what? <laughs> I don't get it. Same thing. I pay the same. I, I don't mind paying the same. Just want a smaller one. <laughs> We don't do that. Like what? <laughs> you have the small glass. I can see it. It's just right there. <laughs> I, get, I just want the smaller one. The one that you put the ice cream on. Yeah, the one that you just like that already. <laughs> I want this one. It's just, just like, you know, like, and, and it's funny because when you talk about that, people think that, pe people think that you're, you're um, exaggerating stuff and you're like, and you're like, no, you're not like, very certain places that still that still have those things you know especially like obviously if you go to new york or if you go to big places like that they're more like cosmopolitan so they're more used to for example having cheese having you know stuff like that but i remember you know like we were um you know going to cottages and so you during Bay saint paul for example and so 12 or 14 years ago like finding cheese was you had always you know the same the same free type of cheese you know you had like 
you know, cheddar and strong cheddar and mild cheddar and light cheddar. (laughs) (laughs) You know, don't expect to find a camembert or like goat cheese or something like that. You know, it was like, no, no, this is, this is what we have. That's, That's the choice. And now people are opening, as you say, you know, the stuff and, and, it's 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 i i love that i love this kind of experiences like uh, i i was thinking about that this weekend because it's like you live really in the moment of being in there and discovering a city and discovering how it works there and and if you go to the small shop if you go to these things that seems a bit um you know like dodgy <laughs> from an elf oh, point yes. of view yeah you 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 feel the real thing you feel the real thing and and you have to do that like uh, that's a really important point you you said like oh some people they just go for instagram and check the country on their list and everything and you don't grow as much if you do that and also i was saying that i was here and i was like asking to eat what i want to eat in their country but it's because i've lived here for a while I've stuffed my face with the with the typical Mexican food and I've tasted all of it and I've I've ate the all the tacos and the different one and the one that they do on the street where they just chop it in front of you and like I've ate all of that and I've tried all of it and that's that's why I understand the the food culture here now but you have to do that you have to be open minded you have to go if you go to to Asia you're gonna you're gonna go and you're gonna eat Asian food and you're going to go to these little place where they put a little tiny chair uh, and, and it looks like really, really shady, but it's the best fucking food you're going to find in that place. And you, you have to go and explore to really get that, that, that expanding feeling of, of really getting to, to see the differences. And the more you see the differences, the more you see the similarities. And I think that point for me is so important because, you know, I believe we're all one, we're all connected and we're just spread out over the planet, but we're all humans with the same heart, with the same blood. And it's by traveling, basically you're raised to be, to, to, to see differences. You're raised to look around and see that if that, person come from another country if she if, if, if they have another color if they have another background whatever it's different and it's bad it's it's a threat but yeah. when you travel it's the total opposite that you get to realize you realize that yes you see the differences there is differences but the more you see them the more you're able to see the similarities And the, mo- and the more you see the similarities, the more you open up to seeing them in others, which at first look different, but then you realize that we're all similar. And that realization really opens up a new world of beliefs for you, a new world of, of freedom, of, of love, of not seeing threat when you see someone else, of just seeing someone that has been raised in a different environment and it doesn't make it makes it bad at all it makes it even more enriching because now you are two people coming from two different environments and you can share together how you came up from these two environments into being friends 
I, I just I just thought about maybe one last story, and it's uh, with my friend my my friend Arthur, who's from French French uh, French sorry, and I've known this guy I've I've met him in Cuba. We just clicked. We fucking loved each other, and we became really good friends. And after that, we it like we've known each other over the the span of four years. Okay. And I always felt we were kind of really the same, that we loved the same thing. Even if it was French, we were laughing at the same joke. We liked the same humor. We liked the, to, to drink, uh, to, to, dis, um, to taste like liquors and, and to smoke a spliff together and, and talk about these philosophical discussion. And I, I really felt we were similar for four years. Okay. And then one day, we, we are on his balcony, smoking a spliff, having a discussion. And I'm like, I don't really know much about you, uh, Arthur, in fact, in your childhood, like in France and whatever. I know you told me a couple of things, but like, tell me more about it. Like, how was your, your, your life? And then he started telling me that he come from a royal family and like, all these fucking crazy stories that when he was young, he was with all the kings and queens of Europe and like in those in those big like banquet like balls and halls and like with the the the, the guards that don't move at all like the, the, with the red carpet everywhere and he was like with this royal family and he was raised in like wealth and and I was like what <laughs> I didn't know anything about his background and I was so mind blowing to think that we came from such different background and then we were friends and we, we came up to like the same thing, to, to like each other, but we came from such different background. And I was, that's the thing that amazed me. It was not that I was impressed that this family was come from that. What really got me impressed was I come from a little village fucking up north of Quebec, like where I have six months of snow all year. And when I, I was raised uh, 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 in the woods and, and I was building camps with my friend and eating all the berries I was finding. And some and like I, I come from a fucking like super different background. And he comes from having like four uh, forks and four uh, and four uh, spoon at the dinner table and all these manners and uh, in these royal gathering and everything and we are now together on the same balcony laughing at the same joke smoking the same spliff and giving ourselves the same love and for me that was like the, a total mind blown and that's where I realized that we're all the same because it doesn't really matter where you come from and what it just makes it better. It just makes it so different. So then we started exchanging. Oh, how did you view that when you were that young and, and how I lived that period of my life? And it was so different. And then it, it, it just made us connect even deeper. And, and that experience really, really uh, not even deepen our relationship, uh, which is such a good friend but also expanded my view of life and of people. And, and, and yeah, so, so that's, that's a story that really, uh, really hit home for me.
That's good. I like that story. <laughs> Makes me remember an image. Makes me remember an image. Uh, you know, I was listening to a book. Uh, I mean, it's not a book. It's um, cycle. No, so understanding the human behavior. So it's psychologically, uh, psychology, psychology course courses. And um, he talks about genetics. And uh, when he talks about genetics, he says like, you know, it's 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 kind of funny because when you think about it. Uh, Mozart and his sister, uh, Mozart is Mozart and we know him and his sister that has approximately the same genetic background didn't do, didn't do as much, you know? And he took an image afterwards explaining, you know, the difference in genetic that makes total sense with your, uh, with what you were saying in your story. It's like, you know, when you do a phone number, I mean, when you were doing a phone number before, not now, and you make a mistake of one number, you know, so you do you do a full phone number, but you make a mistake of one one number, and suddenly you 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 have someone on the phone, but it's but the voice and everything is totally different from what you expect. You know, you are supposed to call a friend, a male friend, you know, but you know with a loud voice, and suddenly you you you're with a with an old lady, you know, on the phone, you know, and you're like, how how from one number from one number this person can be so different. You know, I, I was supposed to talk to my, you know, big friend guy, you know, that has a loud voice and I have a, a small old lady that is, and I'm like, and the first question that you ask, you know, you don't even, and it's funny because when you do that, the first question that you ask yourself and you ask the person is like, is it, you know, and even if it's a woman, is it not the number of, uh, of uh, Marcel or whatever? And you're like, you know, the other person is like, no. And you're like, there is no Marcel there. You know, it's like, it's like you're not believing it that you could have made a mistake on the phone number. Because, because for you, you know, the phone number is almost like I, I did the, the 10 numbers, uh, nine numbers right. And the 10, I was wrong. So why is it so different? And it's exactly that. A person is basically a phone number. And maybe your phone number is the same until the eight number is the same until the nine number, but the tenth is completely different. But for the rest, you're you're the same. You're exactly the same. Now, is it wired the same way? Is it, you know, did you have the same experiences? Did you have the same influence in life and everything? No. But when you look at it, you're approximately the same phone number. And it, it, when he said that, he said that way more quicker than me, right? But um. <clears throat> When he said that, he's just, he just, yeah, I, I decided, you know, I'm a product manager, so I, I tell stories, and I think it was good as telling a story like that. And it just made me realize, you know, it clicked for me. It was like, it's so true. Like, you can meet someone from another country or, you know, like us, like, I'm Portuguese immigrant family, you know, that went to France, raised in a small city in France, and I decided to go to Canada, and you're from Bécomo, and we met in Quebec. Like, what are the chances, you know? I fucking love your comparison. Seriously, it's such a good way to describe it, the phone number analogy. I really, really love it. And I, in fact, I, I think that what you brought up was the, the, the flip side of the coin. Because when I was talking about my story, it's like me and Arthur, let's say we are a million number. Our phone number as a human is a million phone number. Let's just say that. Me and Arthur, our phone numbers are mostly all different. Like our, our numbers are mostly all different, but we share a couple one. And you, what you said is like, 
you can be my sister even even let's take example you can be uh twins and even twins they grow up to be different because even if they have the same genetic code what they get from their environment is going to be a little different so they're going to grow a little different so you have people that have the same exact 99,099 uh, 99, 900,099 and 999 same number and they have one that are different and the outcome is going to be like totally different and you have these people who have all the fucking numbers that are all different and they have just a couple that they share and they can still really fit together so that that yeah. just blow my mind that's such a good analogy with the phone numbers uh and, and yeah. to come back so on it, the, to come back on our first discussion you know we say that you know a lot with genetics and all that but it's it's kind of funny, but sometimes, you know, when you see people on the street, it may be that you have more in common than your neighbor that is born in the same country as you, you know, that is, and this person may be coming from another continent and maybe coming from totally different culture and maybe like, yeah, maybe there is a language barrier, but the rest is pretty much similar. And it's, it's the crazy thing. And this is what I love about traveling and meeting people and having people that are coming from everywhere. It's just amazing. It's, it's amazing. I, I love having international friends and I have more and more. You are, I'm, I was talking about Arthur uh, and now I you have an international many, girlfriend now. So. Yeah, I mean, I have not only an international girlfriend, but a, a mixed international. I mean, she has Italian, Vietnamese and British background and okay. all in one like that's uh, <laughs> and i uh, and i i really love it so if if i hand the loop of the of the episode with my usual saying to be yourself and to have fun what is going to do is that the more you recognize your uniqueness the more you will recognize the uniqueness in others and the more beauty you will see out of it. And it's not a one, it's not a black or white thing. It's not because someone is unique and that you are unique that it makes you different in a bad way. Because in fact, that differences is good. That you are unique and that I am unique makes the blend of the two make a podcast that has two flavors and even a third flavor because we blend in some ways, which yeah. makes it even better. So that's why I tell people, be yourself. Because the more you are yourself, the more you will appreciate yourself. And the more you appreciate yourself, the more you will appreciate others in their differences. And you will be way more welcoming and, and you, you're less be close-minded to like to have this repulsive first um because you can grow to be welcoming or you can go grow to be fearful of others and, and i wish more people would be welcoming and and that's by traveling traveling is one of the best way to grow a welcoming attitude toward others and that's what i i want to end end with go and travel Go and travel. It's such 
such a good thing. And, and you don't have to go on the other side of the world. Just go somewhere that is kind of different from where you're from so that you can learn a different point of view. Can I add something to your uh, Be Yourself and Have Fun? Sure. <laughs> I will add, and it will go with that episode, be curious. Be, be curious. curious. Curiosity is the beginning of everything. Before yeah. being passionate about something, before being like, you know, before loving something, before anything, having an interest of anything, it's a curiosity at the beginning. If you're curious about anything, you will be passionate about a lot of stuff. You will be, uh, it, will be it will be amazing. Yeah, I love it. So we end, that. We end on that. I wish you a wonderful week, my friend. Yeah, thanks for listening to us. If you like it, yeah. share it. Find us on Instagram at Naked Understore Podcast. We love also receiving comments. And uh, yeah, thanks again for this week. Yeah, thanks. And see you next week. See you next week.